before we start, just want to let everybody know that this podcast is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to BuiltBar.com and use the promo code LOCKEDON to get $10 off your first purchase. That's promo code LOCKEDON at BuiltBar.com. What is up, everybody? Welcome into Locked On Tigers. I am your host, Chris Castellani. Thank you very much for tuning in. It is Tuesday, September 2nd, 2020. The Tigers are above 500. I did not think at any point this year that I would say that, especially this late into the season. But here we are following a 12-1 smackdown last night of the Milwaukee Brewers. And before I get into praising this baseball team, which I look forward to doing, what's happened to the Brewers? Like, I know over the last several years, you know, obviously Yelich has led them, and he's been amazing for them and did homer last night. But I remember thinking they had, like, a good lineup and they don't, like, at all. Like, it's Yelich, and, and Hira's okay, and, you know, like, some guys near the bottom, like, Abby Garcia is capable of hitting, but no one in that lineup has been hitting this year at all. Even Yelich has struggled. You know, he'll turn it around. He's amazing, but uh, very strange that they've fallen apart. But uh, a very good win last night for the Tigers, Start with the offense, you know, really great hitting performance going up against a bad pitcher and they teed off on him. Big hits last night, clutch hits last night, especially early on when it was a relatively close game. And I want to talk about Willie Castro here for a second. He had a, a double and a triple last evening. He looks pretty comfortable at the plate. Obviously limited sample size, but the guy's got a 333 average right now and there's been a lot of bad trades that have been made here over the last several years the Verlander deal the JD Martinez deal Justin Upton deal but that was a trade that when it happened there were a lot of people who said man this might be a steal for Alavila and as I mentioned on Monday anything that comes from the Cleveland Indians farm system seems to often produce at the major league level and so far so good for him, you know, the Leonis Martin is long gone in Cleveland, and the Tigers are still trying to uh, to work out uh, Willie Castro. So very encouraging. I will talk about uh, the rest of the offense, but especially one guy, Victor Reyes, had the game of his life last night. But I, I do want to talk about the the pitching performances. Uh, Michael Fulmer, uh, very good yesterday. I mean, much better. Command was you know uh, off at points, especially in the first inning. Really labored through there. But I said this in my post game, and it's worth reiterating. You know, velocity was down too, and we're never going to see him throw 98 here ever again. I, I highly doubt it, but he has the advantage of being a guy who throws more than just the straight four-seam fastball. You know, he's got that hard sinker that moves, you know, moves into right-handed batters, and if he can command that pitch and throw it for strikes, he can still be a good pitcher here. We saw him have six strikeouts last night through three innings. That was a very encouraging outing for Michael Fulmer. Daniel Norris came out of the pen and was laboring there in his third inning of work. I think they overused him there. He was clearly done, was getting into some deep counts. Pitch count was elevating. But his stuff is better right now than it's been since I've seen him here. or At the very least, since 2015 when he came off the, the DL. Like, uh, when I thought he was going to be a really solid starter here. The stuff is very good. Now, got bailed out last night. By Brian Garcia. You know, last night was a 12-1 game. You had homers by Kristen Stewart. You had homers by Grayson Griner. But it was a 6-1 ball game with the bases loaded and one out there in the bottom of the sixth. And you had Brian Garcia come out of the pen and get two huge outs. And 
I am very excited about the fact that there seems to actually be, for the first time in so long, a few young bullpen pieces here that might actually grow and develop into a, a solid bully going forward. And I'm very excited about Mize. I'm very excited about Manning and Scooball and Fiedo, but the elephant in the room that you know the, the organization hasn't addressed since 84 has been the fact their bullpens always stink. And you have these young guys like Soto, like Garcia, who have pitched with a lot of confidence this year. Garcia's been great. I mean, his stuff is good. Maybe that was one of those late in the draft. I mean, it was sixth round, so it wasn't that late. But, you know, later in the draft steals by by Alavila, which is something that this organization has not had much of. You know, they've hit with a, a lot of first-round picks, but anyone can hit with first-round picks. But he's this, he's looked really good. Soto's looked really good. And kind of put that game away. Like, once he got those two outs, I'm like, all right, they're probably going to win. And then they just teed off after that. And that leads me to the guy who was incredible last night, Victor Reyes. Four hits, three RBIs, a home run, a double. Look, Victor Reyes, even before the Jacoby Jones injury, and I'll, I'll talk about that in a second, but Victor Reyes has er- had earned the right to be an everyday guy in this lineup. There are gripes against him that people have made. Doesn't hit for power, doesn't get on base a ton, doesn't hit the ball hard. He is, though, like hitting the ball much harder this year. Last I checked, and this was before last night, I think in the 68th percentile in terms of hard hit rate, which is a million times better than what it was last year and a million times better than what anyone ever expected it to be, for sure. He's earned the right to be in the lineup, and they're putting him at the top of the order. He's hitting at the top of the order. I'd say keep him there. And even, like, gripes aside, and I know there will be boomers who are going to hate me saying this, but it's a fact, batting average is not the best way to judge a, a, a hitter's success, right? But at the same time, guy hits 300, he's a pretty good hitter. And he's hit 300 here for two years now. Like, uh, uh, detriments to his game be damned, dude's done everything he can possibly do to earn a spot every day in the lineup. And he did last night. I mean, the, the best game he's ever played, four hits, big hits, hitting for power, Victor Reyes over the last couple weeks has been has been a revelation, man. He's been so good. Sadly, there is some negative news to report on. Jacoby Jones got hit by a pitch, fractured his left hand. He is, I mean, he's got to be done for the rest of the year, right? Hands, broken hands. That's like what a four to six or six to eight week thing. So he's probably done, and that's very disappointing. You know, the team is now over five hundred. So immediately you think, well, why the hell did you trade Cameron Maben? You know, hindsight's. 2020 very disappointing especially for a guy who one had looked a lot better this season been slumping pretty hard over the last week or so even really two weeks but uh, either way had looked a lot better and two has already been a guy who's kind of had a, a history of injury and this one isn't his fault obviously he got hit by a pitch like that's and that sucks because you want to get mad at the pitcher but that's that's the game of baseball there's not a whole lot you can do about it and that means Demerit will probably get more playing time. That means when Harold Castro comes back, he'll be getting more playing time. And Kristen Stewart, who I still don't think is good, I know he homered last night, uh, is going to get a lot of reps here. A disappointing news, but all in all, a, an amazing performance by the Tigers last night. I mean, they just beat up on him, and they've won six games in a row. This is officially developing into a legitimate story. And when I come back in segment two, I'm going to talk about where my excitement level is at, and I am going to preview today's pitching matchup. Spencer Turnbull back on the bump for the Tigers. I will be right back. To an early morning breakfast burrito, to a 12-pack of beers while you watch the game, 
Sometimes you just need what you need delivered fast, and that's where Postmates comes in. If you're like me, you probably start thinking about what to eat for dinner while you're eating lunch. I love food, and that's why I love using Postmates. They deliver food from every restaurant I can think of right to my door. But Postmates doesn't just deliver burgers and sushi. They actually make my life easier with grocery delivery and whatever I can think of delivery too. Convenience stores, clothing stores, you name it. So no more trips to the store, no more late night food runs. I don't even have to worry about where to grab lunch anymore. Just download Postmates on iOS or Android, find your favorites, and get anything you want delivered within the hour. And for a limited time, Postmates is giving our listeners $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. To start your free deliveries, download the app and use the code LOCKEDON. That's code LOCKEDON for $100 of free delivery credit with no minimum purchase for your first seven days when you download the Postmates app. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. Can the Guinness Book of World Records give 2020 world's greatest delay of game? Even though sports had a break, your business didn't. You have to keep moving. And that makes hiring more important than ever. Indeed is here to help. Indeed.com is the number one job site in the world because Indeed gives you the best people fast. Unlike other sites, Indeed gives you full control and payment flexibility over your hiring. You only pay for what you need and you can pause your account at any time. And there are no long-term contracts. Plus, Indeed provides powerful tools to make your search that much easier, like sponsored jobs, which are shown to be three and a half times more likely to result in a hire. With 73% of online job seekers visiting Indeed each month, Indeed is going to get you the important hire you need, just like they have for over 3 million businesses. Right now, Indeed is offering our listeners a free $75 credit to boost your job post, which means more quality candidates will see it fast. Try Indeed out with a free $75 credit at Indeed.com slash LockedOnMLB. This is their best offer available anywhere. Go right now to Indeed.com slash MLB. Terms and conditions apply. Offer valid through September 30th. And we're back. So let's let's talk about this because the Tigers are now like, what, half game out of that final wildcard spot, which is, is insane. And I, I mentioned this yesterday, but it's, it's worth repeating. This is an insane story. This is a team that is playing really good baseball. I didn't expect they would play really good baseball at any point this year. And especially, like, they got off to that 9-5 and five start, and I thought that was neat. And they were 8-4 and four last year, but I knew they'd come back down to earth. And they lost those nine games in a row. And I, they, I was like, okay, this makes total sense to me. They have crashed into a wall. I expected them to. There's massive holes on this baseball team. The dark ages continue. But this turnaround has been, I mean, it's been remarkable and I give them so much credit. Like I, I, I don't want that to be lost here. I re, I really give them a lot of credit for what they've done. And even people who are completely on board with team tank, I, as I've said before, you can't tell the players not to try. And these guys have given a full effort. They've been, played smarter baseball. They've played more fundamental baseball. The bullpen has been pretty darn solid. They've gotten timely hits. It's been a neat little run they're on. And there's a lot of people who are very, very excited right now, especially you look at the way this year has gone and you look at the state of Detroit 
sports right now, it's been miserable. And it's been miserable over the last several years. I mean, when was the last time we had a sports team in this city that was even close to competitive? It's been a minute. Like, the Lions have been the best hope for the city over the last couple of years. That's really sad. So I get the excitement. I'm happy to see so many people happy. And maybe it's the fact that this has just been a rough year for me. Maybe it's just the fact that I, I'm i always in my own head. It's hard for me to be excited right now. And, and I, I'm... I feel like such a buzzkill, and, and I'm sure there will be people who are rolling their eyes right now, and I get it, and you want to be excited, I, dude, I'm not mad at you, this is, this is a neat story, and maybe the closer we get to playoff time, uh, the more excited I'll be, but I still view this team as a bad baseball team. If this team makes the postseason, even in a 60-game season, I don't care if they sneak in as an 8 seed and get swept out of the postseason, it will be one of the greatest turnarounds in sports of recent memory. This baseball team a season ago, which has mostly the same roster that they had last season, was the worst baseball team I've ever seen. They lost 114 games, and look, there's been controversy about this. I think they were worse than 2003 especially near the end, maybe not at the beginning when Boyd was pitching well and, you know, guys before some of the injuries, but after they traded Green and Castellanos, that was the worst baseball team I've ever seen. Weird things happen in between seasons. I understand guys get better. This doesn't happen, though. When you lose 100, even the team in 2003 that lost, what was it, 117, 116 games, it took them three years to get back to prominence. Now, of course, 2006, one of the greatest, greatest turnarounds in baseball history, uh, they they get to the World Series, but that team also had taken several steps forward over the last over the previous several seasons to put themselves in position to be good. You know they drafted better. They got Verlander and Granderson, and they signed Ordonez and Pudge and traded for Guillen and traded for Polanco. Like they made some legitimate moves. There's no way that the signings alone and a couple young guys stepping up has actually turned this into a good baseball team. And and, uh, this is a very frustrating segment, I'm sure, for a lot of people to listen to, but I know we have, what, 27 games left? I am still a firm believer that at some point down the road here, it might not be until game 55, 56, this team will find a way to spit it up. This is still a roster with a whole lot of holes in it. Like let's say let's like let's say they get to the postseason. So who's your game one guy? Turnbull, right? Turnbull's been all right. So who's after that? Boyd. Boyd has a seven ERA, and I get it. Sixteen game postseason. Weird weird things happen, but it just if they make the postseason, it will be an amazing story, and I'll root for him. I'm continuing to root for him. The fact is the the tank thing, the whole tank principle, is kind of past the point of no return at this point. I mean we're we're over halfway through the season, but as someone who follows baseball as closely as I do. What they're doing defies all logic. This is not a roster anyone wanted. It's not a team that anyone wanted to be a part of. And unless a bunch of guys who were on the worst baseball team ever last year magically got better overnight, seemingly, then this is way more so a fluke than it is anything legitimate. Now in a 60-game season, maybe flukes are enough. Maybe we can we can deal with flukes. I just I have serious doubts. It can't this can't actually be a thing. That's what I keep saying to myself. This can't actually be a thing. But they keep proving me wrong. And I've said this, maybe I haven't said it on here, but dating back years, this has always been what I've said. My favorite athletes and my favorite teams are the ones that prove me 
wrong. You know what my favorite sports team of all time is? It's the 2013 Michigan basketball team with, with Trey Burke. And the reason why that team is my all-time favorite is because when they got to the tournament, I thought they were toast. They hadn't played well in weeks. They get to the tournament. They upset Kansas. They smack uh, VCU. They they smack Florida in the Elite Eight. They get to the Final Four. My favorite run of all time. My favorite team of all time. Maybe this is a team that's going to do that. Because in terms of logic and in terms of statistics, this team should be a bottom feeder. Even in, even 33 games into the season, they should still be bad. Like last year, they started out 8-4 and four and then fell off the face of the earth. We're over halfway through a 60-game season. They're competitive. And really, what's even weirder about this is the hardest part of their schedule they just went through. Like the hardest part of their schedule included that, you know, stretch where they lost nine in a row and they played the White Sox a bunch and then uh, they they played the Indians for three and then the Twins for three and then they played the Brewers for two. But they keep winning these games and it borders on frustrating because it just goes against everything I know as a baseball fan. I'm a guy who takes numbers and analytics and logic into account and this goes against all of that. This team should lose a majority of the games they play and yet... So far, they've won one more than they've lost. And they've won way more than I expected them to. And I'm happy for them. I think it is an amazing story. And I'm so happy for the Detroit faithful who are getting into this. Uh, I'm, I'm happy about that. I will have serious doubts until the final pitch is thrown in Game 60. Personally. I, I just think at some point, this team will let me down. Maybe that might be it. Maybe I've talked myself through this. Maybe that's it. I, I I know what this leads to. I know this leads to disappointment. I know getting my hopes up at all will lead to my heart being shattered, as it's been so many times. But we'll see. They continue to prove me wrong. All right, on to tonight's pitching matchup. Spencer Turnbull back on the mound for the Tigers. Turnbull was really good his last time out. 740 game tonight in Miller Park. We'll start with Adrian Hauser, who goes for the Brewers. He comes in with a 1-3 record and a 4-3-6 ERA. Hauser is winless over his last four starts, this coming from MLB.com, as he's gone 0-3 with a 6-4-3 ERA during that span. He's coming off his shortest outing of the season when he allowed four runs and four innings and a loss to the Reds. And, of course, for the Tigers, you have Spencer Turnbull, 3-2 with a 2-9-7 ERA. Turnbull reached back for 98 miles per hour with a sinker Tuesday versus the Cubs, but his command was the difference over four and two-thirds scoreless innings. He struck out seven Brewers over five and third innings in his final start of the 2018 season. I forgot about that. I remember that, though. That's when the Brewers uh, were making their push and won the National League Central Division. Turnbull made one of those starts. This this probably goes against what I said earlier this segment, but this is a favorable matchup for the Tigers. Turnbull's been pretty solid. The Brewers' lineup has been scuffling all year. Adrian Hauser isn't really anything special. This should probably be a win. And if they want to make the postseason, there's going to be some games, because they have a lot of games coming up against the Royals and games coming up against the Brewers who have been scuffling this year. There's going to be games that they're going to need to not just be willing to accept winning, but expect winning. And tonight is one of those games. They, It's a favorable pitching matchup. They murdered this team last night. They should win. Yeah, that's all I have to say previewing this matchup. I haven't seen the Brewers a ton this year. I've never seen Adrian Hauser pitch, so I, I'm sorry. I can't really comment much on his game. I can only comment on the Tigers, and I think they should probably have a good shot. So that will do it for tonight's show. You can follow me on Twitter 
at Castellani2014. That's at C-A-S-T-E-L-L-A-N-I-2014. You can follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Tigers. While you're at it, go to Apple Podcasts, go to iTunes, leave a positive review of this show. It would be much, much appreciated. Also, subscribe to my YouTube channel. The link to that is in my Twitter bio. We're over a thousand subs, and movie theaters are going to be opening up here pretty soon. So please subscribe there, and I'll have some some movie reviews up. I do want to say I've, I've gotten a, a few tweets already. People asking me if I'm okay. Uh, I I I didn't. I haven't been myself uh, in my last couple post games. Uh, I appreciate you asking. Uh, I'm not going to get into what's going on in my life right now, but. Um, it, it it's cool to know that uh, at least some people care. So that's that'll do it uh, for today's show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great rest of your day, and go Tigers.